Hey guys, this is episode 111. One, one, one. That's crazy. <laughs> one, one, one. And it's a win because we got Katerina Eichenberger. Oh, yeah. That's such a cool last name. That was a cool last name for a cool person. Yeah, she's very cool <laughs> and super talented and really sweet and yeah. funny. And I was like kind of hesitant to say her last name. You got it right, though. Yeah, I know. I, was I, I guess I got it right. But it's okay. She has a really cool last name, though. And um, she has, like, Croatian and Swiss background, right? That's what she's Swiss? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not getting confused with Sweden. It's Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> I've had Sweden on the brain here lately. Yeah. But, yeah. Swiss and Croatian. Um, So we talked to her about uh, Wraith, which was the 48-hour film that we talked about a few mm-hmm. podcasts ago. Um, Shout out to the whole Wraith Ooh. production crew. <laughs> yeah, um, so Katarina talked to us about that. She talked to us about a lot of stuff about her background and um, pretty much ran down like a little quick synopsis of her life <laughs> and stuff she's been working on here lately. She's been pretty busy, so it's pretty cool. But um, this was a great podcast episode, and thank you for chilling with us and talking to us about everything, answering our random-ass questions. Those are fun, though. Yeah, yeah. And she even answered the ra- the rainbow one, the unicorn one. <laughs> the rainbow question. <laughs> you should ask her a rainbow question next time. We'll just start calling the unicorn question the rainbow question. Yeah, we should. Anyway. Throw people off. <laughs> All right. Shout out to the Battlegrounds <laughs> <laughs> Games and Comic Book Store, Dalton, Georgia. Mentioned Epic Breeze Podcast for 15% off of your total. That's 15%, guys. Yeah. Go get you some comics. Heck yeah. And uh, leave us some reviews and ratings and yes, um, Apple please. Podcasts. You can't do it on Spotify. You can do it on. You can leave comments on Audio Boom, I believe. Yeah, all you all you iPhone people listen to it on iTunes or yeah. Apple Podcasts. Rate us. Rate us, please. And we have a coffee if you guys want to donate to your boys. Coffee. <laughs> yeah, you can donate on coffee. Yeah. Um, two more episodes after this. And then only two more. I think so. And then we're done for the season. So that'll be a wrap for season one. Yeah. So anyway, I'll start blabbing. Enjoy (laughs) Katarina's interview. Thank you again, Katarina. You're awesome. Enjoy. It's Greg Sipes here, Beast Boy, and when I'm not hanging in the Titans Tower, I'm right here chilling with Jamie, Chris, and Claudius on Epic Briefs Podcast. It's so good. If it was a burrito, I'd eat it twice, yo. Be sure to tune in for something epic. <laughs> Hey everyone, we're sitting here with Katarina Eichenberger, who is an actress, a singer, and a cast member of the Wraith 48 Hour Project that we just talked about uh, two podcasts ago. How have you been? I've been good. good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've been pretty busy here lately with everything you've been doing. I mean, pretty busy, yeah. yeah it depends yeah, yeah. on y- what you consider to be busy. Yeah. Um, but I got lucky this summer. was pretty busy. I obviously did the 48 Hour mm-hmm. Film Festival, which was a lot of fun. Awesome. I'm sure we'll talk more about it, yeah, but um, in August, I just did a little co-star on the show Star, mm-hmm. um, which was really fun. It was just a few lines, but it's always nice to be on a big set yeah, like totally. that, a big production, um, mm-hmm. and I had a really great time working on it. So I did that in August, and then I just finished an independent feature film called oh. Brief Candle that filmed for, it was an 18-day shoot, and I was there for 16 days and then like a week of it I was gone for a writer's lab that I work for and so it was a really busy yeah that kind of chaotic (laughs) month where you're just like I don't even know what's happening so it was really quite fun is that like a typical like uh, time frame for something like that like 18 days kind of yeah it totally ranges um I've heard of features there was a feature I worked at a production company in New York and I remember one they did was called paint it black and I remember them saying it was a 21 day shoot Oh, wow. Which was pretty fast for that production level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at least they made it seem like that. So ours was really fast, too. And I think, if anything, 
it would have been nice to have a few more days. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of long 12, 13, 14-hour days that imagine. were just, Jeez. yeah, insane. Um, <laughs> but, you know, budgeting and yeah, availability. Yeah. So yeah. it was nobody's fault, but it definitely could have been more comfortable had there been at least, like, another week added. But, yeah, you totally. know, yeah. it's the film industry, so everyone's, like, trying to get it done right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so from my experience, I also worked on a feature that we only worked the weekends for like oh, two months. Whoa. So it was a really long process. That That's kind of convenient, right? A little bit, maybe, maybe inconvenient to you. Yeah, oh, it was no. a little bit of both. I, the whole experience was great in the long run. Um, yeah. but it was, and I was traveling from New York to Massachusetts. So oh. I'd drive, so I'd work in New York oh. and then drive to Massachusetts for whoa. a few days, work and then go back. <laughs> yeah. So it was a shit ton of travel (laughs) (laughs) and a little exhausting so by the two-month mark I was was pretty tired need a break yeah Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like how do you keep yourself like fresh to be able to like (laughs) yeah you know do your best um I think it's constant practice I feel like there are days that like I'll always have at least one day on set where I'm just like I feel off and it's really hard to like that one day to get back on but I think if anything it helps that it's what I love doing so yeah. it's like, I'm excited to be here. Like at any yeah, time yeah. that I feel really like lag, like I feel like I'm lagging or mm-hmm. tired or groggy, I just kind of either have to like physically, like if I just do jumping jacks even, as basic <laughs> as that, or like a plank just to like get a my plank. body back, <laughs> like a plank and pray that I'm going to wake up. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like I have to actively be like, okay, am I eating regularly? Am I, I need to like move my body? If I get too cold even, I'll get, you know. Yeah. You know, I just have to like keep my blood flowing. Um, and just like actively trying to get as much sleep as possible. I'm a big person that like needs sleep. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like I have to just really during that period of time, it wasn't mm-hmm. like I was going out a lot. If I did, I'd had maybe one drink or yeah. maybe none mm-hmm. at all. And like was like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Uh, because... That to me, I was like, this is more important than trying to fit in social time. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. 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 So, like, what, um, like, what do you do when, like, when you like try to relax? Do you go to music or do you go to like video games? Do you watch more movies? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I I do a whole bunch of. I love reading. So, nice. reading a book, reading The New yeah. Yorker, just something that yeah. I can kind of distract myself with. And sometimes I really need to be careful of what book I'm choosing. Right. So, if it's a really thought provoking book and it takes a lot of time and the language is dense, I can't use that as a relax. Because, you know, you're, you have to th- yeah. think, you have to read, you have to take time. And, and I love those kind of books. But when I'm in the middle of a lot going on, I cannot read them because yeah, I just totally. will not be able to read more than one page um i also love tv and movies so i'll watch either a movie or like a quick half hour tv show i was watching a lot of mozart in the jungle because it's about oh so good (laughs) amazon prime okay it's uh it's following musicians especially like the new york symphony in new york it's really really a fun show and it's 20 to 30 minute episodes not okay. even 30 ever not so bad. it was really and i love classical music and yeah. that to me is very calming right, right. so it was so nice to just like watch an episode where mm-hmm. it had beautiful classical music it was funny it was light and then i could just leave it there <laughs> and i try meditating but i've been pretty bad about practicing that <laughs> lately <laughs> you know um when you said like you read but you couldn't put the book down i don't know if you watch family guy but you know, when he's reading the archie comics and he's like oh, I has like the, the oh book as he's driving yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was sitting there thinking of how we were trying to read it by the time the movie came out oh last year God. and we we're sitting Good there luck. and like we made it like <sighs> oh jeez. i think i made yeah. the furthest at like 140 <laughs> pages that's or something a pretty like that. big Book, it's right? I can't remember is. how many pages, it's, but it's yeah. big. Oh, it's like three or four inches, and it's like yeah, yeah. fifteen hundred pages, and it's, it's just lot. like oh my god, yeah, it's yeah. A lot. so much detail. Yeah, and when it's that kind of yeah writing, I'm, I love Haruki Murakami, and I read his book IQ eighty four, which was about like a thousand pages, Whoa. but it was able to go so fast. Yeah. I was like, rarely am I able to finish yeah, a thousand yeah. page book yeah. that mm-hmm. quickly, and it was so nice. That's cool. It's that engaging. Very, yeah. Yeah. So for people who haven't, like, uh, gotten a chance to check out your website and yeah. stuff like that, like, tell us about your background. Like, where are you from? All yeah. that good stuff. Um, I grew up north of Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about 40 minutes by train, half-hour drive. It's right along the coast. It's a gorgeous beach town. It's called Gloucester, Massachusetts. Um, it's where the perfect storm takes place. And yeah. oh, if you guys awesome. recently saw Manchester by the Sea, I haven't. 
Okay, so, that's okay. Sorry. But that's, that's where I'm from. That's like my high school. Like that oh, high school is my high school. That hospital is where I was born. So it was kind of cool to see every every place you're so familiar with yeah. right on screen, especially like a cute little town that not many people have heard of. Um, so from there, I loved it. And then my parents grew up in New York and they're you know from Europe and grew up in New York City, so that's also like a home. Yeah. So I always wanted to go to NYU. Helped okay. that I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I totally. got into the Tisch program and went and studied at NYU for four years. So then I was in New York for five years in total. <laughs> and while there, obviously, I was in school. And mm-hmm. then I also worked for um, and interned at a production co- company called Tangerine Entertainment, okay. mm-hmm. which produces work primarily developed by female writers and filmmakers. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a great yeah. process, and Anne Hubble and Amy Hobby um, spearheaded, and they're just brilliant producers in the industry, and Elizabeth Caden was kind of my, like, the, the person I worked with most directly, mm-hmm. and she also works for Iris, um, which is another, like, women over 40s lab that focuses on developing writers. <laughs> And um, so that was a really great process, and it taught me a lot about script development. And mm-hmm. also, just a, I didn't quite dive into the producer world as much, but I really kind of got a feel for what that's like. Um, and it's something I've always considered maybe wanting to like dip my toes into at some point, but yeah. I haven't. I still like acting is my main focus. Yeah. But um, a year ago, I moved here to Atlanta oh, wow. because okay. yeah, I was just kind of. The, New York's hard, especially when, you know, you don't have a lot of money to spend. Yeah, and it's totally. just rent yeah. is going up and up and up. And so I was interning at the production company for free because I was an intern. And I was working at the restaurant, and I just wasn't getting as many auditions as I wanted. Yeah. And so I was getting very frustrated. And mm-hmm. I was I was working a job I didn't want to be working at too much. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like, I need to do something different. I'm not living my highest quality of life right now. Right, yeah. So... I jumped on over to Atlanta, and uh, and it's been a really great move. I feel like I have had a lot more opportunities than I did cool. in New York, okay. and I also work for uh, the Writer's Lab, Stowe Story Labs, which I highly recommend checking out if you're a writer, um, who I got in touch with via the people I worked with at Tangerine and a dear, dear old teacher professor of mine, Ellen Parks, who's a casting director. Sweet. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, so that's where I'm at. And so yeah. since I've been, since I left school, the feature film that I worked on, Just mm-hmm. Say Goodbye, was while I was finishing NYU. I had like technically graduated already, but it was yeah. like during graduation, and then the beginning of that summer. Yeah. So when I was traveling back and forth, and it's actually doing really well right now. It was that's such awesome. a low budget film. I mean, 12k, okay. if oh, even right. that. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, we and the director was 16. Oh, well, I knew he looked young. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very young. He was 16 at the time. So the writer oh. Lalo Shea uh, wrote this script, and it was about um, it's about teen suicide and the struggles of teen suicide. And I won't give out any more detail than that. Um, but she wrote this script, developed it a little bit more at the Austin screenwriting program, mm-hmm. and then her. S- daughter's friend Matt Walting who was the director caught on the script and was like I really really want to direct this and he's like really into creating films and was like I want to take on this project and then she also knows an amazing um, cinematographer Jeff and he used to work or does still work I actually have to remember but he um, worked with a news channel in New Jersey and so he had this amazing equipment he's done a lot of documentary works and he's just a the most incredible eye and he brought so much of his equipment so we had really good people and uh, my co-star max was great and so it was such a low budget film but it taught me so much because it was also my first like feature film Mm -hmm. lead Mm -hmm. and so i learned a lot about how to consistently stay consistent (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible (laughs) and in in a in a feature length um project just because you know you might be filming the last scene on the first day and so you just have to know where your character's at and constantly be going back and forth so it was a really it was really good practice it was just a great group of people it kind of became a family and right now it's 
now been accepted to five film festivals. Wow, that's And cool. it got picked up by a distribution company. <gasps> cool. So Congrats it'll on that. yeah. So that was yeah. really awesome. such a surprise because you know when we did it, it was we were doing it because we wanted to create something right, and because right. we Tell were story and yeah, yeah it was yeah. totally storyline story driven. I didn't know where it would go. Yeah, that's awesome. So to have just to have even gotten that far is amazing. And Matt Walting actually got Best Director at Boston International oh, Film Festival. Congrats. So awesome. yeah. it was a really fun project. That was really exciting. Cool. And um, and then, yeah, and then since I just did 48 Hour Film Festival, a little yeah. TV miniseries called mm-hmm. Through Your Eyes. Nice. And then Star, and then this Independent. So it's just been, you know, you yeah. kind of just take what you get and Con- audition constantly yeah. and, right. and just push, push and push and push. But like as you said, like you're seem you seem consistent from everything you're saying. Like you're getting things one after the other. You're not yeah, like, well, I've been I sitting hope. here for five months and you know, yeah, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I guess there are that. moments yeah. that it feels like you're sitting yeah, around, yeah. and yeah. so it's easily, you know, even now I'm I'm there's a short film that I know I'm gonna do with um, a group of friends that we want to film at the end of the month. But it's like you know there are all these things that are possibilities and then mm-hmm. you're auditioning and you're like maybe I'll get it most likely I won't yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the months that are in between each project feel like an eternity right, so you right. just, but you have to act I have to actively Can remind myself that like I have a life beyond just the auditions yeah, yeah, and like yeah, I can you know I'd like to get into writing more I work for the writer's lab which is really mm-hmm. a nice way to like but be in my industry while also just having another I thing think to do cool that yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah. so that's um, really fun. So I'm g- I have one question, then I'm going to give it to Chris, for he can ask his question, then Jamie, then I'll go last. Um, how do you know when a script is, like, for you, when you want to accept it? Like, when you read a character, and you're like, all right, I want to do this, or no, I don't think I want to do this. Like, what's, yeah. the, what's the point where you're like, all right, cool, I don't think I want to do this character? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm at the beginning of my career, so there's a lot that I will do, mm-hmm. regardless <laughs> of if I really love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will turn down things that I really don't believe in. Right. Um, and the, th- the things that I look for is I really, I really like working on material that serves a purpose for the greater good to some extent. Mm-hmm. Rather, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a you know political story yeah, or like yeah. a. It doesn't have to have a happy ending or always right. serve that s- uh, specific function, but just that it it's telling something and it has a strong purpose of why it needs to be told. And Got I it. think that to yeah. me is like. As long as you have a really strong idea and purpose of what you're trying to tell mm-hmm. someone or bring to fruition, then I'm usually on board. Cool. Um, I also tend to enjoy strong female-driven characters, um, yeah. no one that's too meek or is, you know, I remember I read a, someone asked me to audition for a script and I was just reading it and I knew what they were trying to do mm-hmm. and that they were trying to show this woman who's kind of like beat down by her husband, but it wasn't well-written enough that I was like, if you if you 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 have to do that right too, mm-hmm. and that's something right, right. like it has to be good writing because right. it does you don't have to be a a well known writer, but if you write well, then I'm totally involved because I because one it's like that's the writing I want to show, that's what I want to be a part of. Yeah. So I can I, there are many times where you'll see scripts come in and you'll just be like, this is terribly written. This <laughs> yeah. is just and it's not. I see what you're trying to do, and that's also mm-hmm. the problem. It's like when you can see what you're trying to do yeah. um, in a way that's ineffective. It's really, it's really hard to get on board with that. So yeah. that's usually what I, I look for. I can see you breaking out like the red pen and making corrections. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, yeah. no. The writer or director's like, no, we're not using her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you, and you have to like be so, I mean, I, cause I definitely can micromanage. Like that's something I'm always like keeping myself in check for is like, I'll be like, well, what about, you know, if I say it, and usually, and it's usually okay. You also have to read the director and yeah. writer because right. some directors are like, just tell me, how does it feel? Does it flow? So that's when I'm like, okay, this just sounds wonky. Can we say it something like this? Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. usually on board, especially if they're good writers. They're like, okay, they know when they want something and they know when they, they're yeah. open for suggestions. Yeah. And I also just love working with people that are like that because this totally. industry is so collaborative. Yeah, definitely. So you yeah. all have to be w- willing to work together. Right, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what was it like having uh, growing up with Swiss and Croatian parents? Like, are there any uh, cultural influences or traditions that kind of stick out to you? Yeah, um, I think if anything, I mean, they're pretty, you know, they grew up in the States, so they're pretty Americanized, but there were, like, little things that they're, they were very relaxed for the majority of my cool. life. They yeah. weren't really 
they didn't hover too much. Um, but with that being said, that's not just because they're European. Like my mom's grandmother like came with her as a baby from Croatia, speaking no English, mm-hmm. and was very strict. So yeah. like they're you know totally different. That was just like personality, I think, right. than anything. Mm-hmm. But um, one, I just feel like they gave me such a great opportunity to travel. And also my mom's sister lives in Denmark. So I grew up oh, traveling nice. to Croatia, Switzerland, awesome. and Denmark. Oh, wow. And yeah, yes. I was just in Denmark this summer visiting my aunt. <laughs> yeah, so cool. yeah, and so I got really lucky to travel so much. And I think right. that allowed me to have more like cultural influences than some mm-hmm. of the kids in the little town that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew there was a life beyond what, we had there and that was something my parents pushed they also were very artistic and I don't know whether that I don't know if that's because they were European or not but (laughs) my dad took you know what I mean my you know I feel like not a lot of dads take their daughters to the ballet but my dad did and in that was always and I was a ballet dancer growing up so it was so nice to be able to like go to the ballet with my dad and also that's just like also like I just got lucky that's that was my situation I don't deny that either but I got very lucky to have that kind of like cultural influence and mm-hmm. they cared about the arts they were interested in the arts and um you know i got to drink wine at 15 <laughs> <laughs> how fun is that <laughs> yeah it's so fancy um so if anything i just kind of i just think i liked the culture of being in europe and and that just influenced how i grew up and it's always a joke that <laughs> when we had to say a fun fact, all my friends made fun of me and still make fun of me. But Aww. I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm first-generation American. Because they're like, your parents grew up here. <laughs> right, right. But it's like, that's my cool thing. I was like, yeah, because I have a Swiss passport, too. So oh, I feel cool. feel very, you know, <laughs> yeah. Euro, even though I don't speak any Dude, that's language. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. And also answers like another question. I was like, yeah. if your parents were supportive of your decision to go into acting, but it seems like they yeah, I got arts, so yeah. super lucky. Um, that's just something I'm forever grateful about is how supportive my parents were. I'm, I grew up doing ballet, so I kind of already, from age two, I was already, you know, doing stage work. And I think I think it helps that my parents, one, they knew that I wasn't going to fuck up my life. They were like, she's level-headed enough that if this doesn't work, she'll figure it out. And if mm-hmm. she wants it, she'll make it happen to yeah. some degree. Yeah, yeah. So I think they had some faith that um, I wasn't just going to end up living at home with no career nor a job. Um, so live, I think that was helpful. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so I think that helped them. But they were just, you know, they were like, if this is what you want and you'll work for it, then do it. And then it helped, you know, to, to go to NYU, which is like a well-rep school. I think that was... Yeah. helpful to be like okay yeah, totally. maybe she does have something that other people see too <laughs> there's a possibility this could work out yeah. you know and uh and I think that kind of helped but they're they've always been super supportive and I'm very endlessly endlessly grateful for that that's great yeah that's great. yeah um so out of like the different types of roles that you could play like what is your most favorite to be able to play oh um what a hard question. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd play everything if I could. But I think I think it's good. Like, I know my my strengths, I think. And I can play very – there are, like, two directions I can play well. Very, like, strong, ego, almost egotistical women, which I can't even – I can't even say this without sounding – this sounds terrible. But I can totally see that now. <laughs> Sounds so egotistical. Sarah. Oh yes, makes sense. Makes Nothing. sense. Yeah. No, just like very like short, short to the point, not about to deal with any bullshit kind of women. Um, which is funny because I don't think of myself that way, but that's mm-hmm. like another level. And I can, oh. and I think it's like you know how we each have like little hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, qualities, so to speak that will come out every now and again. And, like, for me, it's that, like, short, no patience, <laughs> almost bitchy. And I feel like because of that, it can I can I can bring it out really well, and I have a lot of fun with it. And I think yeah. that's what's so great is, like, I use it more in a comedic way than I do in a serious way because I uh-huh. think that's the best way to use terrible – like, you know, the, the harder, harsher qualities mm-hmm. is to bring them yeah. out with humor. Right, right. And I, I do really enjoy doing comedy and – the best example that I have of a character I love and would love to play eventually is Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. that show to yeah. me is one of the Definitely. most, well, it's so well written. It's so mm-hmm. funny. It has, like, t- in my opinion, one of the best reveals on television. Um, I haven't seen all of it yet. Oh, my God. You've got to watch it. I can't, okay. I can't say it because it's such a good yeah. reveal that I can't even tell you a little bit about it because it will give it away if you haven't watched. It's a few <laughs> seasons later. It has to do with her daughter. Yeah. Um, okay. That's all I'm going to say. But I just think, and she, because she is just, like, the most self-centered <laughs> quick-witted, annoying, rude character, but you fall in love. Like, you're just like, all I want to do is watch this person. And I think that is something I just admire. I mean, she won, what, six Emmys or something? She She just, like, every year was like, all right, here's another one. She, like, Um, Yeah, so I hope that she's just, like, because I know she has breast cancer, so I hope she's recovering. I think she did, actually. Right, but I feel like she's recovering. Yeah, 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 yeah. which is awesome. So she did recover. Yeah, so that's, like, a character that I'm obsessed with and would love to, like – play in some capacity very similar um and then I also just kind of love uh like regal like um do you watch Game of Thrones we've been trying to I know we've been trying to get her to (laughs) to watch Game of Thrones for a long time he's watched further than I yeah I'm like okay um, yeah you guys watch nothing that I watch (laughs) no I watch it okay yeah yeah but you know Natalie Dormer's character she's the queen that like starts dating yeah very Um, cool and collected and calculated yes yes, love that love it so I guess there's a lot of consistency in that they're very almost calculated in a certain degree but like I, I just really love like the power I love um Oh man, what's her name? Uh, Robin Wright. Uh, I think she's a fantastic actress. She's so yeah. strong, and what she was doing in House of Cards is always really fun to watch. So, would you ever want to play like an Elaine Bennis character from Seinfeld? Oh, I, of course. I yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, like anything Julia Louis Dreyfus oh, does, I, I want to do. But okay, yeah, cool. comedy to me, like that's something I'd really like. Even like the middle, like little mm-hmm. TV oh, yeah. half-hour sitcoms, yeah, cool. Modern Family, like yeah, that kind of stuff. Awesome. I would be thrilled to work on but then I love like you know the the artful independent films as well like I, I'm obsessed with Wes Anderson as oh. everyone else is in the <laughs> yeah. world but obsessed yes, totally. I really like Dee Reese as a uh, director as well and just I can go between TV and film really easily but there is specific kind of films that I I would really aspire to do which is like a that's awesome. Wes Anderson, quirky, yeah. independent. Artist. It's cool. You're like uh, dyna- as trying to be dynamic as you can with things. You're not like I'm just a serious actor, and then that's it. You know yeah, what I mean? So no, you like box I, yourself yeah. into like these serious like, tragic gonna, roles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like yeah. I I believe in them, and I of course the two independent films I've done have mm-hmm. both been dramas, right? And like mm-hmm. pretty intense. Like one dealing with suicide, yeah. the other dealing with murder, and Jeez. I was like, <laughs> huh. this. And it's funny because that's never what I always say I want to do, but I yeah. fall into it a lot, and uh-huh. I love doing it. Every time yeah, I'm there, I'm upset. Like I, I get really like excited it. by it, but. Yeah. She's excited yeah. by suicide and murder. Yeah, murder and suicide. <laughs> Just what I want. So since you uh, sing and you did ballet growing up, would you ever consider doing like a musical? I used huh? to do, cool. yeah, I used to yeah. do a lot of musicals in high yeah. school. And I loved it. I did acapella. <laughs> I uh, did all the musicals. I actually wanted to go to NYU for musical theater, but they put me in a different acting yeah. conservatory because there's seven and only one of them's musical theater so it's oh. highly competitive Whoa. um That's and so cool. i was placed into a different one which was actually a much better fit for me and i had actually <laughs> done um when i was 17 i studied at circle in the square which is an off-broadway theater company in new york and i did a seven-week intensive when i was uh, about to enter my senior year of high school to kind of mm-hmm. determine if i wanted to do this also mm-hmm. as a career mm-hmm. and uh it was amazing but i think what i realized is like my there's a very musical theater type, mm-hmm. so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, and I don't mean it negatively, yeah. but I don't quite fit into that category. And also, my my singing isn't that type at all. Gotcha. Um, if I wanted to like pursue singing, it wouldn't be I wouldn't be as successful in the musical theater realm unless I had been training since I was seven, and I hadn't. I just well. kind of fell yeah. into singing because I loved doing it, and I could yeah. do it. Um, so there are times that I'm like, you know, I'd love to do. You know, I love hairspray. Like that'd be so fun. You know, <laughs> things like that. Like I would, yeah. I really do have a blast listening to it. And I think there's some brilliant musicals, but I, I don't see myself being as naturally as like I don't have the same success. And I think if I had stuck with dancing, I would have. Had I done a lot of stuff earlier, I could have been in the musical theater world. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I quit dancing when I was 14 because I was. 
influenced as by friends who weren't doing it. <laughs> not their fault, but I was just like, they're not doing it. I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, no. I'm bored. It's boring. <gasps> so upsetting. Yeah, I'm like, God damn, I really... <laughs> Like, I was so flexible too. I've really lost a lot of it. It was it was tough, but she's so fancy and spoiled as a kid. No, I, was I really was apparently. No, no, man. Was totally traveling the but world, yeah, yeah, traveling the world and yeah. dancing. What a having ten passports. And yeah, all my passports. Eight citizenships. Yeah. I'm gonna get ten passports by the time I die. Yeah, imagine. Awful. Yeah, no, I got. And I just, I just didn't want to do it because people weren't doing ballet. And so I yeah. got, you know, but then I ended up, you know, if anything, I like to think, okay, it led me in a different direction, mm-hmm. which was like, I focused on acting and I'm really yeah. glad I did. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But speaking of travel. Yes. What's the, like, what's your favorite place you've been to so far? Ah, that's hard. Because um, <laughs> different, place different places have served really different purposes. Because um, I studied at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London for four months. What? So, yeah, that's that was crazy. amazing while I was at school. So NYU has a program with cool. RADA. And um, yeah, cool. I studied there for four or five months. And it was just, I had the time of my life. I think, one, it was just a time in my life where I really needed to be alone and in the new country. Yeah. And yeah. I got to focus on Shakespeare, cool. and I love Shakespeare, and I got to go to the Globe and see sh- uh, plays of the National with Ray Fiennes. Oh, wow. So, oh, That's really cool. It, it was Man and Superman by George Bernard Shaw, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen live. He just The stamina he has is impeccable. Three hours, just energy, Whoa. never dying, yeah. if anything, only getting stronger. He's a performer to watch and to watch live. He's great to watch, obviously, on TV, but to watch him live was a very special yeah, that's awesome. experience. So I feel like l- like London isn't the coolest place I've been to for any other reason than it just brought me a lot and taught yeah. me a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But for places that are just, like, absolutely gorgeous and that I really love, and I've only been to Europe. I haven't really been anywhere else. I'm dying to go to Japan. Yeah, but same here. Yeah, it'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. But um, there's something special about Croatia. I think it's like I have family there, but just yeah. so beautiful. So, so stunning. Um, they have the waterfalls, the beach, some, you know, like hills and and coliseums and these, these a lot of history and yeah. it has an interesting history and it's just absolutely visually stunning and beautiful weather when you go in the summer and great food. So uh, that's definitely very right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a oh, nice. one too. It's the best part of life. Yep. <laughs> Truly, I love. I could. Oh, man, totally. I, I love it so much. Uh, what's one of your most challenging things you've had to endure as an actor? Ooh. You can pass. There are like no, no. I think it's important. She's I think like there are interview t- questions. Yeah, I know. yeah. I feel like there are two directions I could go, and I think that's why it's hard. I think oh. one, the hardest thing is like constant rejection and not mm-hmm. letting that affect you as a person. Yeah. I constantly have to remind myself that it's not personal, even though it kind of is to a degree. Right. But it's not that personal. Right. Oh. Um, because you're rejected 98% of the time, I feel like. You know, they say 90, I feel like it's 98%. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah. So it's constant rejection, constant, constant. Yeah. So every week it's just like, I've learned to really throw, you, you do an audition, you throw it away. And if yeah. you get it, that's even luckier. Right. But right. just throw it away. You're like, I get the opportunity to audition. And it's a true statement. Like, you get that opportunity, take it, enjoy it for that moment. Mm. Be that character for that moment. Yeah. Let that be the fun you have. And cool. then put it away and just constantly doing your craft. And I think that's, I just think that's really hard to endure is just constant rejection. Yeah. But it teaches you a lot and you get stronger as a result of it. And then I think the other thing that's really hard is that right now, you know, the industry's changing in a lot of positive ways with the whole Me Too movement and mm-hmm. Time's Up and, you know, everything they're doing to try to make it more fair. But... You know, you definitely, like, you still go on sets where (laughs) people are focusing so much on how you look and how you act or or just 
it, it can become a really toxic environment. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really difficult to endure. Yeah. Um, with no specifics right now. But yeah, just the way people treat you can get really difficult kind of, in this yeah. industry. And yeah. there's a lot of things going on behind, and mm-hmm. you don't feel always respected. That, yeah, that's totally understandable. Yeah, yeah. 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 So those are probably the, the harder. Mm. harder parts of the industry you kind of just answered my second question i was going to ask like do you feel as though the industry is in a good space to change typical approach to making movies as far as like um you know including more like strong female characters or like characters from different cultures but you kind of answered it in a way if you want to expand on that go for it yeah i think it will because i think i think it is diversifying a lot Mm -hmm. but what i hope is that it continues because i've heard and i've uh, from you know I haven't lived that long but they say that it kind of sometimes will come in waves so mm. we're in a wave right now mm. yeah. but the idea yeah. is that like <laughs> it will just go back right and I mm. think that's the fear is like yeah. and we really do like I you know I have the Black Panther poster sitting right in front of me which is so fun and I think <laughs> like that was such an amazing film to come out and I just hope that that continues and that this mm-hmm. wasn't like that one blockbuster and then they go back to you know all mm-hmm. white dominated yeah. casts like yeah. we did it yeah we did it once and now that's <laughs> it and that's what I and I yeah. that would be my biggest fear but yeah, I think totally. they are trying and if it continues the way it's con- going right now and stays in mm-hmm. that category then I think we could really be in a great space cool. um, I do feel lucky I feel like because you know I if if I got approached by Harvey Weinstein in the same way, I think that could have like mentally ruined me. Yeah, totally. And so right, right. I'm like thankful that men yeah. cannot get away with that anymore because right. I think, yeah, that's true. especially as a young actor, I think I've changed, grown a lot, but if I had mm-hmm. been approached at 19, 20, and had an mm-hmm. experience like yeah. what countless women had with different producers and directors mm-hmm. and yada, yada, whatnot, I think it really would have uh, fucked me up. So yeah, I feel right. very grateful that I'm coming into the industry at a yeah. time where like I've gained more clarity and that they're totally. getting more clarity. Right, right, definitely. So, yeah, I just hope that it just, like I said, continues. Yeah. You totally pulled in a lane, by the way. You yada yada through it all. Yada yada yada. How do you get into head spaces for your characters dealing like certain emotional scenes? Because, you know, you've talked about the movies that you've been in have involved murder and teen suicide. Yeah. So how do you get into that headspace? Um, I feel like there's two ways. So I start with prep. Um, the acting school I went to, Atlantic Acting School, it follows a method called practical aesthetics. And you write out what the character's literally saying, what the character wants, and the action, and then the as if. So there's a lot of like homework, so to speak. So I try to do that. I mean, of course, sometimes you get lazy or you're like, <laughs> I'm, I've done this so much, I can just whip it up. And I feel like sometimes I have to catch myself. I don't want to get lazy on it. Yeah. Um, but kind of doing that homework, just knowing what your character wants before every scene, knowing what the subtext is, knowing what the theme is, and intellectually knowing. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's something I've always been good at. And so I have to take that intellectual and then put it aside once I know it. And they get into the emotional, which is like with the as if, and and also, I think really, I music is a huge help for me, especially when there's an emotional yeah, level. I just totally. feel like that helps put me in spaces. I get very, I, I it's like you put on a song, and I'll be in one space, and then that song might be in another, and I'll immediately kind yeah. of switch mm-hmm. over because right. I think it just touches music touches the soul so quickly. <laughs> it really does. It really it? does, and I think that's like for me the fastest access. So right. by listening to music and physical physicality really helps. I used to do this in school. We had this one class called Suzuki which is really about getting into the gut. And the big thing about Shakespeare, oh, it's <laughs> odd. you should absolutely look into Suzuki. Um, and it's all about the gut and, and, and being physical. And like you'll get in these really, you, like you'll be doing squats like with your toes lifted and your arms in the air, like shouting Shakespeare. It's really <laughs> wild. It's crazy. Okay, after oh, the podcast, it's so I want her to like fun. demonstrate. Yeah, this. it's so. I, I will. It's amazing, uh, and I feel like that actually was such a useful tool for me, especially to find strength as a woman. I think that was something I worked on a lot in school. Cool. And like speaking, like the gut. That was like my favorite thing. Was like. Uh, one teacher when I was 17 she was like speak from the loins and literally would push 
like from your hips oh, into spaces and you're just like, I was 17 so uncomfortable myself. Yeah. And, and I remember just being like, whoa, what is happening? And now I get it and I love it. And I think it's such yeah. a brilliant way to focus. So it's really like getting into my body, getting into yeah. the emotional space, knowing where I'm at. So that like, and then also just kind of, you have to, you have to be cruel to yourself as an actor too, to, to, a, uh, to a degree. Mm-hmm because you kind of have to imagine if this were to happen to me, how would I react? And then how mm-hmm. is it different through the character? Mm-hmm. And yeah. what helps is dialogue because yeah. dialogue and character development help put what you would feel into that space, that specific space. That's a good way to warm it up on set, right? Just go around and tell people, speak from your loins. Speak from the loins. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of have to be careful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh yeah, now we're at a time where it's a little, you can't really uh, touch people as, yeah, as aggressively, Dang but it. she was yeah. Sybil. Remember her name was Sybil. I was like, what a name. Nice. That's perfect for her. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, do you prefer long or uh, short uh, filming sessions? Ooh. Um, I mean, I guess realistically it would be easier to have sh- short sessions because I think for me the hardest part is waiting around because you'll do mm, yeah you'll do a scene which will take a few hours too which is exhausting like I remember <laughs> did like the out damn spot monologue for the film that I just did and I it took hours and then it's a really intense monologue and I remember just oh, you know really? you do it a few times yeah. and then you have to have your close up at the end. And so you've done it and you're yeah. kind of like worn out and yeah, you have to yeah. get back into it. And that to me, it's, it's still something I'm practicing on. Like you just have to kind of reserve your energy to a certain degree at some uh, point mm-hmm. and know and be clear, like when is my close up? Because yeah. that is obviously one of the most important parts because that's when you show so much. Got it. And well, yeah, so I feel yeah. like that's exhausting. So I feel like if anything, and then you'll do that and then you'll have like three hours where you're not doing anything waiting for your next scene because they might be doing something else. Right, of course. And so that is that's definitely hard. So like in an ideal world, you do every year you warm up and then you get to do everything. But in the film world, that's just not (laughs) possible. So it's a hard question to answer, but I guess I'd rather have shorter days than ones that extend 12 hours. If that makes sense. Have you ever had a scene that you had to over so many times by the end that you're just kind of almost like phoning in? Oh, for sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, there was one scene. Okay, there was one specific scene in the f- my first feature film. Um, it was actually hysterical. We, it was just late at night. We had been working ridiculous hours. I think my co-star had been on set till 2 a.m. the night before. Wow. And wow. we had this one scene where we had to go down a hallway, and we find something really emotional. Like, I can't, you know, I don't want to give right. anything away. But yeah. he finds something emotional, and we have to have, a, obviously, a moment with it. And he has to get him. like, we both are kind of emotional, and... And of course, that like means different things. It wasn't an emotional scene where I'm bawling, but it was mm-hmm. just like you know, I had a reaction mm-hmm. and I was ca- like cared for him, and he was having a reaction because he found something out that like made him angry and upset. I just remember we did it so many times, and we just and at one point he also had to say something. He had to like <laughs> he had to say how he found something, and he could not figure out a way. So like half the time we're laughing, and like <laughs> even though it's serious, because we're just like this is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't even know. He's like I don't know what to say anymore, and it sounded awkward. So he would say, it and then we'd laugh, and then we'd have to do it again because we laughed, and then it just it took so long to get that right. Oh and by no. the end we were just like. We just have to do it. We just have to like yeah. do the best you can here because right, right. we're really losing it at yeah. this point. And you're like ready to kind of ready to go for the day and yeah, come back exactly. Again. <laughs> and it's like really late, so you're just yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. that was funny. But it turned out okay after watching it. I was like, thank God. But we both, when we watched it together for the first time, we died laughing at that part because we were just like, oh my god, I forgot about that. And it's like this super serious emotional. Yeah, part. exactly. <laughs> so we we're just like, oh my god, it was hysterical. That's why I love blooper reels on DVDs. Oh and stuff, yeah, because oh, yeah. like you're like Devil. you're in the this really intense scene and then they're just busting out loud yeah. because I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. There are moments that it's so horrible and also when it's so fun. So, <laughs> yeah, I do love so that. How did you feel about um, having the most lines in the 48-hour project, uh, Wraith, and, like, having to learn all those? And cause that's I, a very short amount of yeah. time. I didn't. I guess I, I totally forgot that I had – it was funny that I had the most lines because I wasn't, like, the – main character um but it was actually really fun because I did not know I was going to be on that set at all and I had I was part of a different 48 hour film festival group the night before with Doral as you met Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it totally fell through 
but Darrell was already a part of the uh, yeah. Wraith project, right. and so it, <laughs> so I was you know disappointed that ours fell through, and I was like, oh, this sucks, but I'll just pick up a shift at work and go. <laughs> and then Darrell calls me at 9 a.m., and I had been up to like 1 or 2 in the night before dealing oh, with all that bullshit, and so yeah. I, I get a call at like 9 a.m. from Darrell. He's like, call me back. They need an actor. <laughs> I told them you'd be a great fit. Can you do it? And so I call he immediately. And I was like, like, they, yeah, they, need they, an they need you. <laughs> you just show up. Yeah. No questions. Exactly. No questions asked. Just show. Um, and so I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm yeah. so coming. And I was like, take my shift back. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, showed up. And I was like, hell yeah, I got on a fucking dope set. You know, yeah. everyone was amazing. What an amazing group of people to be with. I was so lucky and grateful that Darrell told them my name. <laughs> and it helped that the character's name was Kat, because he was like, they need a cat. Perfect. Kat, Katarina. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, totally. That's me, I'm here. <laughs> it's um, a sign. It's a sign. So I got the material the day of. Um, and, uh, and because of, you know, as an actor, the more you do, the better you become at memorizing. So mm-hmm. it, cool. I don't remember having any difficulty with <laughs> memorizing, which was good. And it just spanned it over a long period of time. And True. what's yeah. helpful with film is you can kind of memorize one scene and mm-hmm. then forget about it and then memorize the yeah. rest. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, how many times I've done that? You're like, okay, I don't know this one yet, but I will. I will. Um, yeah, so I felt like I got really lucky. It was, and they were just such a good group of people that I didn't really ever feel stressed. That's awesome. If anything, I just got yeah. tired. Yeah, right. By like, so you know, <laughs> hour 12. Yeah. yeah. But it was a really fun process. Was there a specific scene that you were looking forward to seeing, like, um, in the finished product that you were, while you were filming? Yeah, I was curious to see. It's hard because I usually watch things and I'm like, that could have been better. I hated okay. that. That's fair. Didn't like so, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one that I was just interested in seeing was like how it played when she took off the thing, when you kind of realize that she wasn't upset and that she was a part of like this, mm. mm-hmm. you know, um, made up story essentially. And I just want yeah. to see it. Was it clear? Did it play well? Like yeah. how did that look on the other side? Yeah. So you don't always, you know, get to watch yourself in the moment. So right. you have to. So I, I felt like it was pretty clear. I, you know, like I said, there's always ways to make it better. So. But it was really fun, and I yeah. was like, for a short, like for the time that we had and what they did with it was amazing. So I was really impressed. Was I mean, I'll sorry, I'm gonna go ahead, okay. I'll just say, was that your first forty-eight hour? It was, yeah, it was my first forty-eight hour. So I got Please. super lucky. Like Thank I you. said, it was the like easiest. Yeah. I'll say you made it uh, clear, like to okay. me when I watched <laughs> it. Yeah, I watched it a few times. I'm, I'm like, okay, good. I was like, she's such a. Such a devious person. No, no, it, it was awesome. Though. It was hey, like, that's hey, what I want. I see in the streets of a bunch of people get like. She ended up in the bathtub. <laughs> people get wrapped <laughs> into people's character. <laughs> yeah, for people who haven't seen the, the film yet, that's something to look at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Do you plan on doing any more forty-eight hour film festivals? Yes, I mean, I feel like I, if I have the right group, it's something again. Like if if it's a right group of people, absolutely. I don't want to go. I went through two very different experiences in a matter of 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like very, like I've never experienced such polar opposite (laughs) experiences in 24 hours. Um, And it, but it showed me a lot. It was like, wow, this could be this way. And this can also be so beautiful and Mm. amazing. And if I can keep doing, you know, I, it looks like you had the full experience of a 4 hour film yeah, project within, I, like, two nights. Exactly. I really <laughs> felt like I did. So it was – and it was exhausting, and they're hard. So I feel mm-hmm. like if I have the right group of people, then yes, absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if you could share any more about the um, the independent feature, Brief Candle. Yeah. Um, so it follows um, a couple of teenagers in high school who are doing the production Macbeth. And as the show progresses, uh, kind of similar instances start to occur in their lives. So if you know the play, the Shakespeare play, of course, mm-hmm. Macbeth. Yeah. Um, like I played in the play, I was Lady Macbeth, and my character as the person was very, like emblematic of Lady Macbeth's, but uh-huh. just as a teenager. Cool. So, it, and Stephen Bueller, who is the writer and director what he wanted was you know how like she's the man is 12th night oh um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right, right. so fun yeah. so it's like a really good way for kids yeah. to be like oh i need to 
we're doing Twelfth Night in school, and <laughs> I need to learn about this. Here's yeah. a great movie that is fun. That's true, though. Yeah, and yeah, is also telling a the classic basics. story. Yeah, yeah the yeah. basics of the story, really cool. um, the plot essentially is right there. And so that was kind of his goal. He was like, I really enjoy this play, and mm -hmm. I want this to be accessible to a younger generation. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this way, that's cool. Yeah, and this way it allows kids to watch this and be like oh i need to know a lot about Macbeth. let me just turn on brief candle and this is like <laughs> essentially the plot and it's yeah. a little more fun that's true yeah. and that's so true. it was a blast i mean of course you know there was murder just like in Macbeth, and <laughs> my character definitely went a little crazy and <laughs> i had it was just one of those characters that was so fun to play cool. and she was really stuck to her guns and something really cool that was we worked at mcnair high school and they developed kind of a deal with us um, to use their space, which was a great space. And we were also in one location, which was amazing. And, um, and we actually had a lot of the high school students come and shadow us. That's and I thought that was cool. a really cool opportunity because it also is only half occupied, so they don't have mm. uh, a lot of government funding, which is crazy oh, whoa, because it's yeah. not fully occupied, right, right. which is just bizarre. And it's this beautiful big space. And yeah. it's uh -huh. like, I, that really bothers me. But... I felt like it really gave a good opportunity for these kids to like s watch what it takes to make a movie and see like right. what they can do in different parts of the industry. So mm -hmm. they had like some kids following hair and makeup, some kids cool. following the actors, some That's kids cool. following cool. the directors, yeah, yeah. cinematographers, props, you know? That's awesome. So that was a really also amazing experience yeah. and yeah. part of the process. Yeah, it's kind of sad that um, the arts aren't as funded, oh, you know, now. Yeah, it's like. I think that'd make a difference. Even if they don't pursue a career in that field, it's still like nice to grow from that you and learn. Absolutely you absolutely know I mean? need. Yeah, I think it's really awesome to but be a cre like a to to succeed in any field. You need to be creative. Yeah, even if you're a fucking telemarketer, <laughs> yeah. you gotta be creative in the way you sell things it's to true people. Though. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. just like if you're gonna, yeah, it, it, like creativity it only helps any industry, and I think. Yeah. And in, in to develop those tools, you're not going to be doing that while you're SAT prepping or <laughs> no. while you're, you know, taking calculus. And I think all of that is absolutely necessary. I don't think it's not. Right. But have an arts program, you know. If yeah. you're going to be obsessed with sports here in America, you oh, can obsess yeah. about the arts, which does a lot more for you in the long run. Yeah, totally. And I just, yeah, yeah it, it just boggles my mind. I mean, I remember my high school, we... <laughs> had a shitty fucking football team. <laughs> they never went anywhere. They were so bad. So bad. Just not, I mean, maybe at one point they were good, but when I was in, in high school, school they yeah. were not good. Yeah. And, um, they yeah, they literally, our principal and vice principal, it was, we were um, hosting Drama Fest, which was like a festival, and we had literally won finals the year before, and so we were hosting again. Mm. Okay. And cool. we made it to the semifinals, and our vice principal and principal decided to go to the football game instead of Sierra Show. Wow. That was just kind of that like. That was messed up. Yeah. And, you know, they're not bad people. But no, and, no, and yeah. like, we got along just fine. But I just kind of, I just remember being like, your priorities are clear here. Yeah. And you can see a football game next week. You can't, see, like, if we don't move on, you can't see us do this play again. Yeah. Or you they could have split, like, one go here. Yeah, exactly. Just, something. like, someone do that, yeah. but Make they didn't. Fair. I just remember that yeah. was, to me, such a clear sign of where yeah. we're at. That's and yeah. Yeah, and I just remember, like, really taking offense and also just being really disappointed. And now our theater program is totally non-existent in our high school, I guess. Yeah. And I'm like, what a – and it really, like, lacks – I don't know. I think it doesn't allow kids to grow in a right. unique way nor develop – public speaking skills. I That's mean, there's true. just a lot of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. positives for your future. Well, and not everybody's going to be on the football team or the basketball exactly. team. So it just, it opens like up. I was like, on anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. idea of it yeah. not being cool to me is still hysterical. I, yeah. I think that's like the silliest mm -hmm. thing in the world. That's because true. And, and then, like, some schools, like my school, when I was in high school, they had drama club, which I tried to be a part of, but there was no structure. So just, like, exactly. kids, like, running around just being stupid. Yeah. And there's no one there to tell them, like, hey, let's work on something constructive. So I'll just sit in there, like, oh, why am I even here? Yeah. Like, I'm just wasting time. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. So, and, yeah. like, it's, and there's no fund. I mean, absolutely no funding. So then you have drama teachers who are really just English teachers. Pretty much. Or history teachers. You yeah. know what I mean? Language yeah. teachers. <laughs> One of those three. Right. It's never the math teacher. It's yeah. never the science teacher. <laughs> they like, living your dream of being an actor yeah, by right. kind of <laughs> volunteering <laughs> for drama club. <laughs> but that's the problem. Is like, they're stretching these teachers thin yeah. Yeah, without true. giving them very much else to support themselves to also take on such a 
great task. And I remember our drama teacher, I mean, she was dealing with a lot of other things, but she, I think it was because she had, we had a really, I got really lucky. We had an amazing group of people cool. in the drama program. So yeah. it exceeded what it's ever been before. That's awesome, man. Which was, it was cool. amazing. Yeah. And uh, and because of that, it was really exciting. And people, I remember we actually, the, the show we won for finals, we performed in front of the whole school oh, because really? we were doing so good. And oh, finally it gave cool. people like an opportunity to see what we are capable of. Yeah. And I remember people being like, oh, that was so funny. Oh my God, I didn't realize. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because nobody's prioritizing. Right. Yeah. And you then know? you guys were the cool kids for like a yeah, week. Yeah, for, you know, a week we were cool. <laughs> yeah. Like a football game. Yeah. Taking up all the cool lunch table space. Yeah, right? you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll be at lunch today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like not in the library like usual. We'll yeah, we're not going to, we're going to show up to yeah. the lunchroom yeah, exactly. today. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> all right, so I guess yeah. we can ask uh, one more question and yeah. then move on to the quick fire questions. Oh, which are really fun. I think oh you'll like those. Um, <laughs> My uh, last question is what kind of inspiration do you get from reading uh, Murakami? Oh, Murakami is one of my favorite artists. I love magical realism, um, which I think, because like even in paintings, I love, you know, Dali. Um, I don't know if Degas is magical realism or not. I don't think he is, but I do really enjoy him. But cool. uh, with Murakami, he's a, definitely a magical realist writer. And I think it just allows me to think beyond my everyday reality and mm -hmm. just to think like there are all these different elements that you can think about yeah. and it's always just so cool. impressive how creative he is and how he's able to create all these worlds and create yeah. meaning and understanding with them and use them as metaphors or totally. or just just to be like there's more than what we think about and it allows you to it's almost like classical music it allows you to kind of think mm -hmm. beyond your like everyday focus that's and awesome. I just yeah. think that's really nice, and it allows yeah. you to think more creatively and really step away from your your reality. Just like a random fact, I read that he started writing at 29. Oh, he <laughs> is like the most brilliant man in the that world. That's insane. He yeah. didn't start writing at till I I didn't know if it was 29, but yeah. I knew it was later in life. Yeah, and yeah. that's so crazy. He. Uh, he, st I forget why he started because I think he got hit by a baseball oh, at geez. a game and was like, "If I'm, how, like, why me? How, yeah. Like, out of all the people in the stadium, why did it hit me?" Right. I remember it was like some kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was odd, mm -hmm. and like him putting, like, just I think that circumstance of luck or like being that one person that kind of like, <laughs> yeah, just like almost uh, trembles on this line of, like. Uh, I don't know, not different realities. I think that's what he explores. But that idea yeah. of like, why, why me, why now? What's happening? What is this world? What does it mean? Uh, yeah. Is there meaning? Is it all meaningless? Um, it's really interesting, and he just is an incredible writer. So for him to start that late is mind-boggling. That's insane. Insane. Yeah. And he's like a great writer. Um, writer, obviously, great runner. Huh. And oh, really? yeah, okay, and he's cool. really into classical music. And Sweet. if you can tell, he's interested in food. Just he because he writes always in every single one of his stories he has classical music coming up in some degree cool. uh to some degree and he has them always cooking meals and <laughs> he's also obsessed with like working out to some degree so there'll always yeah. be a character that's very fit cool. who a, another character who cooks and is very careful about their cooking and someone that yeah. who is, likes uh, classical or yeah has and maybe like one character will be yeah. all three or not but that's awesome yeah he's definitely a brilliant man and i admire him so much <laughs> What strong female character would you like to play or portray at some point out of all the characters that you know? Oh, man. Elaine Bendix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much like Veep, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is one of them that I would really love to, to do. Um, so... Can you do the little kick dance that Elaine does in Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the greatest dance ever. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. I love that. Um, oh, it's hard. I feel like I'm... Uh, uh, obviously, yeah, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and then it's a toss-up between someone like Daenerys in Game of Thrones, although mm -hmm. I'd like a little bit more going on. I feel like sometimes a little too one one note mm. but um she's a you know i love that character yeah, and uh awesome. and also natalie dormer's character I yeah i really yeah. enjoy her 
when she's walking. Yeah. So that's right now. But I know that cool. I'm going to think about this later and be like, why don't you think of this person? <laughs> Those are all great choices. <laughs> put it on Facebook and we'll know. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, you totally do that. Yeah, I'm ready for quick fire. All right, cool. So <laughs> at this point, we're going to do like ask you random questions about anything. And just the first thing comes to your mind, just blurt it out. Okay, yeah. so just one word. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or an answer. Yeah, yeah okay. you can do whatever you want to. Um, favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Marvel or DC? What was it? Marvel or DC? Oh, Marvel. What superpower would you choose? Flying. Favorite curse word. Fuck. <laughs> uh, favorite country you have... Nah, I don't know what you answered that one, have we? Favorite book. Um, uh, the Wind-Up Bird Chronicle. Oh, no. I take that back. Uh, I lo- um, uh, th- th- 100 Years of Solitude. <laughs> cool. What would your dream vacation destination be? Japan right now. Favorite flavor of ice cream, if you like ice cream. <gasps> Love ice cream. <laughs> okay. um, usually, uh, right now, this matcha sesame swirl Whoa. at Momonaki. That sounds Momonoki. good. Momonoki. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It was amazing. You can try that. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite fast food? Um, uh, immediately, a Big Mac came into mind. <laughs> cool. uh, do you have a favorite Disney villain? Yeah. Um, uh, Little Mermaid um, Ursula? villain, Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> um, your most annoying habit? Oh, I pick my cuticles. Okay. It's horrid. <laughs> <laughs> um, if animals could talk, who would be the rudest? Um, oh, it's funny. A cartoon character came to mind, but I need to think of an actual um, oh, go for it. animal. No, I was just thinking of, uh, but they do talk. The Lion King. Um, Oh, hyenas? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you had to choose one for life, which would you choose, sushi or tacos? Oh, tacos. Nice. Um, (laughs) All right, this is kind of a long one, but it's a good one. If you could choose any song as your theme song, like when you walk into a room and it just starts playing, which song would you pick? Um, you know what song I, that always pops into my head that's absolutely ridiculous, and this is probably not what I want to be my theme song, <laughs> but it, the, ooh, baby, baby. Oh, nice. That's all pepper. Yeah. <laughs> I sing that constantly, so I just feel like, because, <laughs> exactly, I feel like because I always sing it, it should be my, my theme song. Oh, my God. It goes into my head constantly. That's I have no so idea why. That's uh, awesome. I wish we could somehow play that as the intro. Of I the right. episode without Dude, I can't. Cool. Exactly. I'll totally try to. Let's try. Let's Sneak it in there. Sneak it in. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. that's about it. Nice. That's a good one. Thank you. Funniest thing to fill a pinata with. Oh man. Um, I was thinking condoms at first, which feels <laughs> like okay. No, that's good. But I feel yeah. like nobody would expect that. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> all right, we can do one more, right, JB? Um, yeah, what's the best Wi Fi name you've ever seen? Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, God, I. Uh, I feel like there have been so many that I've seen that I, I laugh at, but I'm not even thinking <laughs> of any of them right now. <laughs> but one that comes to mind that it's just there is honky tonk badonk. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. What's the most imaginative insult you can come up with right now? Imaginative insult? Oh my god. Um. I'm so bad at insults. Just think of someone that's gotten on your nerves, like just in the last channel year. Channel that. Yeah. I was gonna angry say, just woman. insult one of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I can't. I, this is so not fast anymore. This is. This is. <laughs> it's okay. I can't even think of an insult. Okay. Do you want an easier um, one then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite cartoon as a kid. Arthur. Okay. That was like the one I watched all that's the time. That's a good one. <laughs> all right. Well, Jamie's gonna ask you our very final question. We ask Soul every searching, <gasps> most important question. Ever. This one is the most important question and you can think about this here one. today. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. This is gonna it change. It's gonna change our lives completely. Like we're keeping score on those. We are. When we have been for like four years, I yeah. think. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wish no. me luck. All right. So you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> can unicorns fly? Why or why not? I say absolutely. I just feel like there's no. 
if it, unicorns, I feel like, are so magical. Right. That they're, they're, Can I get a fist bump no on that? Thank you. This, this right. interview is done. Thank you so much. <laughs> do or not it makes do. so much sense. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're so magical. In a so. way, we're all unicorns, guys, and that's why I push for that answer. <laughs> yes. Right? Okay. I, okay. I feel like I passed at least for one person. You did great. Yeah, Eman, hold on. Eman, <laughs> no, Ryan, too. Ryan is another person on the podcast, one of our friends, yeah. who's not here, but he is here. And Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, shout out, Ryan. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you want to open up your mystery comic and tell people what it is so you can get your cool reaction? Yeah, because it's not actually Black Panther. Yeah, it's not it's Black Panther. That's just the back of it. <laughs> and we have no clue what it is. We put yeah. like 200 in envelopes and mix them around. Oh, yeah, my God, know that's what that so is. fun. I hope you like it. Though. Oh, there's a bunch of cards and stuff. Oh, I love first. it. Okay, great. Cards. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's our logo. <laughs> the amazing Spider Man. Oh, that's a yeah. great one. That is a great Spidey's one. Spidey's like my favorite since I was like six oh, years old. No, so. that's amazing. It is amazing. I was going to say, this is probably one of the ones that I know the most. Okay. You know I'm glad I mean? you got that then. Me too. Sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love it. That's I such know. a cool and cover to frame, comics. too. <laughs> oh, it is. I, there's, I have so many New Yorkers I want to frame, too. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so cool. this, maybe I'll frame it. So where can people find you and you know get in contact if they want to? That's okay, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, nobody contact. <laughs> I don't want to like you know <laughs> no. volunteer you for human contact. You don't want it. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. I'd say my my website has all my contact information. Um, it is KaterinaEichenberger.com. K a t e r i n a e i c h e n b e r g e r dot com. Uh, this is probably the best way to access cool. me. Yeah. Okay, website. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, awesome. cool. Well, yeah, we're done. Thank you for <gasps> Thank an awesome you interview. Yes, You're amazing. Are so great. Such you a pleasure so talking oh to you. God. Thank you. Thank you. Come back anytime. Like, seriously. I've like, we'd love to have you back. Okay. If you want to so talk sweet. about random shit, just come yeah. back and talk about random stuff. I love it. No, you guys, this was so fun. <laughs> cool. I, I was shocked that there's anything. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be interesting no, enough for this. No, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of cool things to say. Yeah. Thank you. All right, cool. So. All right, guys. Well, thank uh, you for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.